If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. If you need help with copywriting, public relations, social media, email marketing, graphic design or website design for your equine business, then talk to Sophie. Sophie Barrington at Archer Creative gives a wide variety of services to help you increase your bottom line through investment in marketing dollars. Simply go to horsechats.com, search for Sophie, search for Barrington or search for Archer Creative and her details will be at the bottom of the page. Okay, today we've got Dagmar Klingenbuch, who's an animal communicator. How are you today, Dagmar? Thank you very much. Very well. Thank you, Glennis. How are you today? Yeah, yeah, look, good. I love talking to people who've got careers with horses that are a bit different, you know, so I do want to talk to you about your career and also how you use, you know, there's lots of questions, but before we even get started on that, have you got a favourite quote that you like? I would say my favourite quote, especially with horses, is that when I was young, I learned that it was important that the horses listen to me, but Mm -hmm. now I know that it's more important than I listen to the horse. Yes, yes. It's an interesting way of using the language, isn't it? You know, we often talk about horse whisperers, but the horse whisperers are the ones who actually listen more rather than whispering. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. That's correct. Yep, yep. Now... Tell us about how you first realised that you were able to communicate. You know, how did this come about? Yes, well, um, it's something that a lot of people have in them, that they have this feeling and this connection with animals, that they know that, you know, you, you feel what's going on. And um, But to actually be able to ask specific questions, I thought, wouldn't that be great if we can really say, you know, are you sore anywhere? Why are you this, doing this? Why are you doing that? And... So that led me to um, study to be an animal communicator. And it was actually quite funny. I um, was working for a horse trainer at the time in South Australia. And after I finished my studies, I told him what I was doing. And he said to me, if you believe in it, you're stupid. So I said, yeah, okay, that's fair enough. And we did then have an animal, a horse that did perform very well, even though there was no signs, there was no lameness. She seemed to be happy. And, yeah, she just didn't perform well. So he said to me, well, talk to her and tell me what's wrong. So I had a chat to her and she told me that she was out in her offside hip. And so I said to my boss, you know, we better take her to the chiropractor and get her looked at. So we went to the chiropractor. I had a list in my pocket with all the things that she had mentioned to me. And we got the chiropractor to go over her and have a look at what's going on. And um, my boss said, So what's wrong with her? You know, what's going on? And he said, well, she's out in her offside hip. (laughs) So that obviously really confused my boss. How could I have known? Because there was no obvious signs that there was any lameness or any pain in that area. And all the other things the chiropractor mentioned, um, I had also on my list. And that then started off that I started communicating with chiropractors forces. And we just had fantastic results. And he just said, you know, you just need to do that as a business because, you can just help so many animals, horses, um, because there's often a misunderstanding. And if you can explain to people what's going on, we can just help so many animals. And that's really how it all started. 
Okay. Wow. Wow. So from there, I mean, you know, like it's one thing doing it and someone asking you and you just having that more personal connection, but how did you get your message out on a bigger, broader scale that this is what you wanted to do? Well, um, the chiropractor was actually the one that pushed me to do it as a business and he went out to tell all his clients about me, which was absolutely fantastic because chiropractors, you know, like doctors, they often they don't believe in that sort of stuff. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, he went out and, and told all his clients, and that's how I got my first clients. And um, I've got a beautiful letter of reference of him on my website as well if people want to go and check it out. And so, yeah, that was really amazing. I probably wouldn't be doing what I am doing if it wasn't for him. All right. All right. And how long ago was that? That was uh, 11 years ago. All right. Yep, yep, yep. So tell us a bit. You started off in Switzerland. All right, and you started off, you had your own horses in Switzerland or had other animals. Tell us a little bit about the background because you said you wanted to communicate with animals, but I suppose everyone wants to communicate with animals. Everyone feels when they feel, well, I won't say everyone, but most people when they start off with horses, they feel like there's something a bit different about them, you know, the extra connection, the extra, you know, and everyone goes off into all different areas. But what made it that you chose to do the horse communication rather than, you know, you could have gone off and been a chiropractor yourself, a horse chiropractor, or there's lots of other jobs within the horse industry, you know, lots of other careers. Why did you choose this one? I just want to get that that background, you know, that when you first started with yeah. horses and why that particular one? I mean, it's just, of course, you need vets, you need chiropractors and physios to work on your animals. Mm-hmm. But if I can actually talk to them, and, and find out what's going on, and I can then uh, support vets and chiropractors and say, look, that's where the problem is. I mean, that's just amazing. And when you have something that's so unique and it works and it just, you know, you're just blown away by it, and we need to see how you can help animals. And, of course, the physio and chiropractor can help animals, but a lot of times there's issues that we just can't see and even a behaviorist can't tell you what's going on. And if we can actually connect with them, and find out what is going on, is there any health issues, any pain, you know, why do you do certain things? I mean, it's just the, the best of all of it, really. As mm-hmm. I said, we still then might need a chiropractor and physio to, to fix certain things, but yes. we can actually um, get that information and that is so valuable. Okay. Now, if someone listens and says, look, I, I would like to become an animal communicator or communicate with my horse better, what would you ask them to do? What what direction would you put them in? I mean, the main thing is really that we listen to our intuition and often we have a feeling about something, you know, that, that you think, oh, there's something wrong with my horse even though you can't see anything or you just know things about them. And it's really important that we listen to that intuition. And it is something that we all have enough, but you know, as we grow up and we go to school and we have computers and laptops and, and phones, we just forget about that and we just don't listen to ourselves. So that's really the first step that we listen to ourselves, our intuition. And when we think, you know, something is wrong or something is going on, that we listen to that. And um, I do offer courses where I teach people how to communicate with court, with animals because often it is just this hesitation and that they believe that they can't do it so it's really to give them the confidence to be able to to hear them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stop i need to interrupt this chat for a hot off the press notification that is that the latest version of the book 
101 careers in the horse industry is now available and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page and click on the 101 careers in the horse industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. So people can do it on a very low level, or you know, on one, I don't know, low level, subtle level, they should probably investigate it a bit more, is that what you're saying? How can they sort of have it so that they can do it on a, a better, more consistent basis? Yes, it's like anything. It's like learning a language. You don't wake up and just speak the language. You have to go to courses and do classes and practice a lot. And the more you do it, the better you get. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's basically the same as well, that you just need to do it a lot and, and practice and um, have that confidence in yourself. Yeah, okay. Now, do you think there's been anyone in your career who's really helped you, influenced you, supported you, you know, sort of that you'd like to say thank you to, but, yeah, just anyone helped you, assisted you, supported you, anything at all? I probably um, would say that was my teacher in Switzerland. She was absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. and um, she really helped me on my path And because I obviously had a lot of self-stat as well, you know, because it's not just like receiving an email with some information that you can print out and here it is. It's something that's quite unique and you can't just look at it and have it in front of you black and white. So um, she really helped me with um, all those little struggles that you have along the way. Yep. And she was definitely the one that um, supported me a lot Good. In, my, Good. in my education. Okay. And probably gave you the confidence to get started. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and obviously then as well with the chiropractor, you know, he gave me the confidence as well that that he knew that I'm good at it and that I just had to believe in myself that I can do this. Yep, yep. Now you're living with your – you've got your own horses now, is that right? You could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many horses do you have? I have got seven horses. Yep, okay, okay. And um, I've got – I've got a pony and then I've got uh, three horses of my own and then I've got three retired race horses that I would love to do a bit of groundwork and, and a bit of work with. And yep, um, yep. sometimes it can be a bit hard to find the time. Yes. So okay. they, they, they live in big paddocks and they're enjoying their, <laughs> their time with me. All right. So you've got the horse that you told your boss and your boss, of course, said that, you know, the whole idea was stupid. That horse was obviously a success. Have you got another one that you'd like to talk about and just say, look, you know, this is what it was like earlier and then this happened and I'm sure you've got a million stories, but, yeah, just another one you'd like to talk about? Yes, I had a, a very um, amazing an amazing story um, with a client in um, Queensland. She had a horse that um, she didn't tell me at the time. She just asked me to do a reading with him mm-hmm. yep. and – I told her that there was some pain in the offside back leg, right high, up high in between the back legs. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, mm, that's, that's a bit weird because my horse cannot put any weight at all on the near side back leg. And I mean, we know that sometimes if there's something in the near side back, it could be the offside front. 
but this was actually the boat, both back legs. And I said to her, well, let me have another quick chat to the horse to just check again. And I talked to the horse again, and again, it was on the offside, right up high, where the two legs are connected. And at that stage, she had the physio in, chiropractor, the vet, and they all could not find what was wrong with this horse because obviously everyone was looking at that leg that he was holding up. And um, I said to her, get a physio in chiropractor and work on the other leg right up high because it seems like the, there's something with the muscles and as soon as he puts the leg down, it puts pressure on that side and it's hurting him. And that's what she did. And she contacted me three weeks later and he was back in work and she was at that point where she thought that she had to retire him. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure you've got quite a lot of stories like that. Is that the sort of thing that makes you proud that, you know, that people can have improvements for their horse? And then for them, for that lady, you know, as a retired horse, she wouldn't have as much to do with him. But if he's he's back in work as a, a horse that she's riding and communicating with regularly, you know, that's a good win for you. Is that what makes you proud? Oh, absolutely. You know, that's why I'm here. I'm here to mm-hmm. give animals a voice. And if we, because a lot of times they're misunderstandings. And if we can actually work out what is really going on, yep. we can fix the problem really easy. Because animals, they don't ask for a $10 million swimming pool. You know, they ask mm. for little things. They ask for our time. There's some pain that needs to be addressed. And we just can't see it. We don't know. And if we can find out from them and we can fix those problems, we just have happy animals. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going back, I'm thinking about the trainer that you were working for, the one that you said you were communicating with animals and he said, well, that's stupid. Have there been other stories like that where people go, no, no, it's not? I mean, we used to think the world was flat, right? Because we just, yeah. yeah. So I think if you're not open to ideas, you're never going to keep getting better and learning, but I'm sure that you've got other stories. Do you want to tell us another one? Um, yeah, I can tell you another, it's probably more of a funny story, but I was talking to a horse and the horse, um, to a white horse and he said to me that he's got four white legs and I'm thinking, of course he's got four white legs because he's a white horse, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, should I really tell the owners that? Because, you know, she'd be thinking I'm a bit silly, but if an animal tells me something, I want to pass on that message because they obviously tell me for a reason. So when I talked to the owner, I said, look, he tells me he's got four white legs. And she said, hmm, maybe he's talking about the time before he actually went grey. And she had only had him for six months, but she did have his papers. And she said she'd have a look and she'd let me know um, what she finds out. And she sent me an email that same night saying that is correct. He had four white legs. He was, I think he was a chestnut when he was born with four white legs. So, you know, animals tell you things that, Pete that no one knows except for maybe the owners and things like that. I couldn't have, you know, gone on Facebook and found that out. They just tell you specific things that no one else knows that just proves to you that, yes, it is working. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what about people? You know, I mean, what stops that communication? You talk about everyone's got intuition, but what stops people using their intuition and being able to communicate with their horse better? Well, I think one of the things is that we're just so busy at the moment. We haven't Mm -hmm. got time to listen. And then we don't trust that intuition. In school, we just learn that we trust what is logic and what we can, you know, we can prove and what we can see with our five senses, see and feel and hear. But anything like that, they go, no, you know, there's there's no proof. And even, you know, um, the U.S. Army, they did experiments for over 20 years with um, telepathic communication. And then they went on saying that it's not accurate enough. But 
I mean, I would question that and say, well, why did you really experiment that for 20 years? Mm. Because really after a year, you should have worked out that it's not accurate enough. Yes, 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 but there must have been something in it if they kept going. I think there's a lot of things that we don't know, isn't there? Absolutely, and and, and often also they don't want us to know because, you know, if we can do things like that, it gives us power and it's, it's just an amazing tool. Mm, 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 for sure, for sure. What have you got coming up? I know you do a fair bit of travel, but what have you got coming up the next 12 months, two years? I've got a course coming up. My next course is in Sydney on the yep. 13th and 14th of July. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a course in Victoria. I'm going to New Zealand. And I was teaching in uh, France and Ireland at the beginning of the year. And I'm probably going to be back again next year that I'll go to the UK, probably Ireland again, France. And um, I'm also planning a trip to, to America. Oh, it sounds good. You're obviously quite popular and you're getting a result in helping people with the horses. So that's the main thing. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, Dagmar, if you were going to sum up your philosophy and, you know, put it into a message for people to take away with for a lesson for them, what would you say? Well, I think really living with animals or working with animals, with horses especially as well, it's just important that we, for a better relationship, that we listen to them. You know, when we grew up, or I think a lot of people we learned that um, we have to be superior and they have to be sub submissive and they have to do what we want them to do. But we are now learning that an equal partnership is really important with our horses. And if we can actually listen to them and understand them and help them and compromise, we will find out that they are just so much happier and willing to do what we want to do. So if we can just take a step towards them, we will that they also take a step towards us and we have a lot, a much better relationship with them. Good, good. Okay. Now, if people would like to contact you, maybe to either organise a workshop or to um, get some more details about a workshop that they might want to attend, what's the best way? I've got a website, animalcommunication.com.au and I have all my information on there, I've also got a Facebook business page, which is Animal Communication Dagmar. And on my website, there's also all my contact details, my phone number, so they can ring me or send me an email if they have any questions. And I'm more than happy to just give them answers and have a chat to them if they want to know more. Okay. Thank you very much, Dagmar. Thanks for coming on. And now I'd like to catch up with you again sometime soon, if that's okay. Thank you very much for today, Glennis. Bye-bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses, or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.